This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario special post-June 28th USDA report market trends commentary. It has been a very difficult spring across the greater American Corn Belt. As June grew older, farmers were scrambling across much of the eastern Corn Belt to get crops into the ground. As of June 19th, 82% of U.S. corn had been planted and 77% of U.S. soybeans. However, there were areas of gray in those numbers as many farmers chose to switch away from corn and in the U.S. case, put those acres in to prevent plant. Simply put, this was a very unusual year where there was a huge production problem in American fields. And as we move ahead, the market will surely be busy coming to grips with a possible supply shortfall in North American fields. On Friday, June 28th, USDA released their planted acres report. This report was widely anticipated this year based on the problems in American production fields. On June 28th, the USDA raised the corn planting estimate to 91.7 million acres from the previous June estimate of 89.8 million acres. This was a shock to the market as gains in corn acreage were not expected, especially in light of the widespread planting problems in American fields. The USDA also announced American farmers would plant 80 million acres of soybeans, 4.6 million acres less than their March estimate. Corn was limited down on the news while soybeans gained on the day. Now, about an hour after the report was released, USDA announced that they would be resurveying acreage planted to corn, cotton, sorghum, and soybeans in 14 states in the first part of July. The results of this survey will come out in the in the August 12th USDA report. It was an unusual announcement from USDA taking into consideration the problems with surveying farmers on acreage on June 1st when much of the crop had yet to be planted. The timing of the announcement was odd because it came after the report was released into the market. A question could be asked why it hadn't been released an hour before the main report was released, which might have mitigated some of corn's losses on the day. Soybean stocks on June 1st were at record levels of 1.79 billion bushels, which was up 47% from the third quarter of a year ago. Corn stocks were set at 5.2 billion bushels, which was 2% lower than last year at this time. Wheat ending stocks for 2018-19 came in at 1.07 billion bushels, slightly less than the 1.09 billion bushels a year ago. On June 28th, soybean futures were higher than the last Market Trends report. Corn and wheat futures were lower. September 2019 corn futures were at 424 a bushel. The August 2019 soybean futures were at 904 a bushel. And the September 2019 Chicago wheat futures closed at 527 a bushel. The Minneapolis September 2019 wheat futures closed at 547 a bushel with a September 2020 contract closing at 546 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures as of June 28th closed at $58.47. A barrel up from the nearby futures of last month of $52.51 a barrel. And the average price for ethanol on June 28th in the U.S. was $1.74, about the same as it was in the last Market Trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on June 28th was 0.7641 U.S., higher than the 0.7471 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1.75%. In Ontario, the last week of June dawned hot and dry, giving many farmers their first opportunity to plant. Rains that had been predicted were missed for the first time, and farmers on the heavy clay in Essex and Lambton counties, as well as Niagara, finally had the chance to get on the fields. With the crop insurance deadline moved back to July 5th, this also afforded extra opportunity to follow through with cropping plans. It was a scramble to get planted into Canada Day and beyond. This was only made possible for one of the worst springs in many careers. It begs the question of how many acres of Ontario corn and soybeans got planted and how yield will be impacted 
as these very late cropping acres move through what is left of the growing season. 1.7 million acres of corn might be optimistic. 3 million acres of soybeans might be fair game. However, yield is likely to be severely compromised, causing much supply disruption in the fall. Basis values have fallen for soybeans and increased for corn since the last market trends report. This is largely indicative of the rise of the Canadian dollar value. Corn, on the other hand, is more of a life of its own as the supply disruption is clearly in the cards for this fall and winter. Ontario cash basis levels have risen and is likely to become even more volatile depending on summer heat and rains. And you can get all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is the June 28th USGA report was a bit of a pause button for market bulls. Anecdotal evidence of corn acres lost in the worst spring in memory for many farmers in the eastern corn belt is no substitute for hard USDA numbers that say otherwise. The 91.7 million acres corn planted number is a reminder that the USDA sets a goalpost for grain prices despite the many problems in the yield reduction from USDA two weeks ago. For the moment, we're trading 91.7 million corn acres and 80 million soybean acres. Still, grain prices have rallied from where they were just eight weeks ago. However, memories of May 1st amid the rainy fog of spring seem to be much such a distant memory. For many producers, much of the 2019 production was hedged long ago, and for others, you can't sell something that you don't have. The difficult spring that is now over has challenged our marketing acumen. Many farmers cannot market new crop because it didn't get planted. It's a price rally that happened because of somebody's misfortune. However, this time, it wasn't in some far-off land. It was in the eastern Corn Belt, which includes much of Ontario. Now, that scenario has led to some unusual movements in basis. For instance, in many places in the United States, as futures increased during this recent price rally, basis bids went up as well. It was, of course, in Supply Disruption 101. Rarely seen at this time of year. And as we move ahead, it's not over. Clearly, we have a production problem in U.S. fields and big volatility in futures and bases is likely in our immediate future. Now, going into the June 28th report, corn was screaming bullish. Before the moment, the USDA has thrown water on that scenario. However, spread action between December and July corn is still bullish, but not as bullish as it once was after the post-USDA price drop. Commercials, at least for the moment, grew less bullish corn. However, in this market environment, the sentiment and the carry in the futures months is so fluid. A hot and dry scenario or heat dome of doom will surely upset that apple cart. Now, for corn, skepticism reigns on June 28th with regard to the U.S. corn acreage numbers of 91.7 million acres. Farmers had indicated the USDA versus via survey June 1st that 83% of their intended corn acres was in the ground. It looks like as of June 28th, USDA assumed the other 17% got planted, which is highly unlikely. The resurvey in early July should change that number again. The August 12th report will reflect on all these acreage questions. It may be explosive. It may not be. Clearly, the narrative is and was there was a huge problem in American production fields this past spring to say nothing about the production risks that may be ahead. U.S. national corn yield is in the balance. The September-December 2019 corn future spread is currently minus six and three-quarters cents as of June 28th, which is considered sideways. The nearby spot contract after the blowback on June 28th fell back to the 73rd percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, corn prices tend to trend lower. 
the rest of the way into harvest. However, 2019 is a different year. Now for soybeans, soybeans continue to be a whipping boy, but even their bearish fundamentals are changing. The 4.6 million acres reduction in soybean acres in the U.S. report might reflect the low watermark for soybean acres this year. The resurvey might find more acres that farmers switched from corn. However, a larger plant prevent plant acres number might also be the result. It's getting old, but the Chinese and the Americans are committing themselves to renewed trade talks coming out of the G20 in Osaka, Japan. Combine those lower acreage numbers with a compromised yield number in a trade deal, we might get into a eureka moment in beans. However, there are a lot of what-ifs in that scenario. Now, as of June 28th, the August 2019, September 2019 soybean future spread is minus 6.5 cents which is considered sideways, and the nearby spot contract is currently priced in the 18th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range, up from the lowest prices in 12 years. And seasonally, soybean prices tend to trend higher into July. For wheat, wheat always needs help, and higher corn prices may be providing that. It can be argued that wheat will be replacing corn and feed rations at these price levels, and with the uncertainty North American corn crop has got, this scenario may increasingly play out. Total U.S. wheat acreage was at 45.6 million, the lowest in 100 years. However, there was a slightly in, slight increase in soft red winter, winter wheat acres of 31.8 million, which surpassed modest expectations. What is left of the Ontario wheat is moving quickly to harvest, especially with the hot sun of late June. Wheat acres are scarce in parts of Essex and Lambton counties, traditionally some of the bigger wheat growing areas, and wheat straw will be at a premium. The Canadian dollar benefited from better economic data, which helped its gains two cents versus U.S. greenback over the last two weeks in June. This had the effect of mitigating basis gains in corn while soybean bases eroded. It continues to be the great challenge for Ontario farmers to balance futures prices with the Canadian dollar, which greatly affects basis values in soybeans and wheat. Of course, those market variations this year are challenged by the supply disruption within Ontario. It's hard to hedge a crop, which isn't there. And for many Ontario farmers, the specter of lower yields or unseeded acreage is real. Excellent weather and timely rains and a wide open fall is what is needed. There are a lot of moving parts in this market. Geopolitics are still boiling with the G20 in the rearview mirror and a presidential photo op at the DMZ in North Korea. The USDA also may have some surprises going forward as the June 28th report had a lot of official caveats attached to it. In that USDA report, total principal crop acres was 309 million acres, which is approximately 10 million acres less than last year. This implies that there is 10 million acres of prevent plant, and this should become clearer as we go into July and August. 2019 will go down as one for the ages. It was the most difficult spring for many farmers across the eastern Corn Belt in Ontario. It is likely that the Ontario corn crop will fall short of supply expectations versus past years. It is likely the same for soybeans unless the weather turns nice through summer and fall. The challenge for Ontario farmers is to readjust once again those marketing plans. Standing marketing orders are always a good tool to capture opportunity. Catching a few breaks helps too. With a rough 2019 planting season in the rearview mirror, new marketing opportunities will surely emerge in our future. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary post June 28th USDA report. I'm Philip Shaw.